Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You wanted the best online sportsbook? That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself and then sign up using promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything podcast number 200. That's right. The 200th episode that we've done this is pretty awesome. Uh, it's Thursday, March 1st edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Uh, this is our 200th episode. It is our first ever split screen midday Facebook live podcast. So before I explain what's going on on the show today... Uh, Sean Miller and Arizona have a press conference today, uh, and it's supposed to be at 1.30 Central Time, which will be right in the middle of us doing this. Uh, it's regarding the wiretaps, et cetera. People are speculating he may lose his job or be put on administrative leave. Before we do anything, Chris, I want to get your opinion on this. I think he's going to denounce the rumors. Um, he's going to say there's absolutely no truth to them. He's going to maybe announce a lawsuit against ESPN, and he's going to continue coaching this season. Uh, well, what do you think is going to happen here? I think something like that's going to happen until Arizona fires him. And the reason being is because don't know how this happened. I don't know who his agent is, but we all need that guy. Yes. He gets fired four calls, never seen this before in the history of coaching. Then his buyout is bigger than if he gets fired not for calls. Now, if you don't have proof right now, then would it make sense that they go on and fire him with no proof right now? Like, because right now there'd be no cause. I would. It's cheaper to fire him without cause than it is with cause. Yeah, it, it's pretty insane. His agent. How did uh, that happen? How, how hey, did you got that me. Happen? You got me. I have no idea. No hey, idea. You ever find a reason, a logical reason, where I have broken the law? or I have done something heinous enough for you to fire me with calls, you got to pay me more more money. It, it doesn't make any sense. You just want me to stop being your coach. That's, there's, there's something crazy about that, and I don't know what it is. Like I don't know how they ended up doing this. Whatever uh, athletic director was that signed that contract should be fired if he's employed anywhere. Oh, they're insane. Like that's that's all it is. That's that's the only way that this. I I just I can't even begin 
to, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But I think he's going to keep, no, I think he's going to try to keep working until the school tells him he can't. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'd I'd be good with that. Um, Because if and when they fire him, he gets paid. I, I hope he continues coaching because I think it will make for an incredibly interesting NCAA tournament. I think more people are going to turn in or tune in for um, for these Arizona games than they ever have before, just to see him on the bench. You know, yeah, and I don't know what right. they'll be expecting, but either way, uh, let's go ahead and talk about this on today's show. We're going to start reading a passage from uh, a top five urban radio song to start out every show today. I'm going to read from number one song, "God's Plan" by Drake. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you're going to do Mondays. I'm going to do Thursdays. Uh, pizza Hut replaces Papa John's as the official pizza of the NFL, and NFL uh, uh, pass interference rules may be changing, so we got to talk about that. Amazon Prime has picked up non-exclusive U.S. rights to UFC pay-per-view events, and that starts this Saturday. Uh, SEC basketball has one game left. The standings are starting to clear up a little bit. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got a ton of interesting little blurbs that we're going to get into. Um, We'll talk SEC football, Mountain West Conference expansion, uh, Nate Robinson and boosters, uh, more info about ESPN's report on Arizona coach Sean Miller, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're going to talk about the American Flag Football League. Uh, This is a real thing. They now have a television partner. Uh, And then we're going to reminisce about how Winning Cures Everything started uh, 199 episodes ago. So before we get rolling, though, we are already six minutes into this thing. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, help us out. Hit that share button. Uh, it's on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. Or maybe it's that way. I'm not sure which way I'm pointing. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then, of course, if you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, et cetera, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Um, don't forget, every 25 reviews we get, we're donating to St. Jude or Le Bonner. If you're joining us on Facebook today, feel free to comment. We'll answer as many questions as we can. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with uh, with reading from the song. All right, so uh, today's song, Drake, God's Plan. I'm just going to do one verse, all right? So, Chris, right. on Monday, you'll get to do one verse. Uh, I've been moving calm. Don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you're loving on me. I don't want to die for them to miss me. Yes, I see things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They going to tell the story shit was different with me. I like it. I like it. We got to start doing this all the time. <laughs> we, we don't have to. We don't oh, have we to. absolutely should, though. <laughs> all right. Pizza Hut is the new official pizza sponsor of the NFL. They replaced Papa John's. The deal is actually for more money. Does that surprise you? No, not at all. All right. Aside from the fact that the NFL is going to be making more money off the deal, they will end up in more than double the locations. Pizza Hut has twice as, or more than twice as many locations as Papa John's. That means more exposure for the league, etc. cetera. Uh, do you see any reason why the NFL didn't actually get a better deal out of this? Like, it, it, is, there, is there any negative to this? No, and, and this is just going on. I'm telling you, I've been saying it ever since everyone started screaming. The NFL ratings are going to hurt, and this, that, and another. We need to stop singing that song, man. That's just not how these people make money. It's yeah, not. no, since, since the, the decline in ratings. The lowest ratings in the last, like, decade 
and they got a bigger TV deal for the Thursday night game, the crappiest game of the week, and they just got more money from a new sponsor who, guess what? I want to get in the NFL game. I do not care that your ratings yeah. are bad. Well, since the decline in ratings, do some say to the anthem protests, the NFL has brokered a bigger deal for Thursday night football that's now with Fox and a better sponsorship deal for their official pizza brand. A pizza. And like, is there what? anything no, that can kill? Their beer sponsorships are for sale and their chip sponsorships <laughs> are for sale and their Coke sponsorships, all that other stuff. You're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing that can kill this brand. No. Like, it's, it's the biggest brand in the world right now. That's right. And so, uh, staying on the NFL, there's a possible rule change being discussed that would change the pass interference rule to a 15-yard penalty from the original spot as opposed to it being a spot foul. And by spot foul, we mean if you throw it 40 yards down the field and that's you throw where the pass it to the end zone, it's on the one. Yeah, it's on the one-yard line. Um, how do you feel about this? I do not like this rule. I don't understand. Now, I'm not always sold on it should be a spot foul either. I don't know why, what what football god came down and said we cannot penalize people more than 15 yards. I just don't well, understand it. And see, I like the 15 yards because it, if you make a mistake, it's not going to cost you immediately, right? Like, it, it will it, cost you as far as the first down. it cost you immediately, though, shouldn't it? I don't, if a I guy, don't believe on, that. If a guy's about to catch a touchdown pass that's a 40-yard bomb, and you tackle him instead, and now it's only a 15-yard pass interference and automatic first down, then then that just gives defenses all the opportunity to just tackle folks. I think it makes the offense have to work a little bit harder. And we will all see of the uglier, lower-scoring games because which is of this. totally fine because you have to give the defense something, right? The All of the rules in the NFL have been going towards the offense, Right, because they want more scoring. They want all this. You got to give the defense some kind of leeway. I get it, but but at the same time, my problem is why are we stuck on the number fifteen? That's a good question. I think if you started doing twenty, that's a fifth of the field. The helmets that we need, we need far more egregious than fifteen. Because well, but they they have more than that because a kid can actually get, you know, a kid can get thrown out of a game for that. So McKinnon chimes in. He said, Chris has this one right. One of the very few things the NFL has right on rules. I don't agree with McKinnon at all. I like the 15 yards. So I just don't understand why we have to be 15. If you don't want to make it a spot foul, if it's a 40-yard pass, then it should be a 20-yard penalty. If it's a 30-yard pass, when the foul occurs, then, then, then I'm saying that we'll cut the sideline in half with a minimum of 15 yards. So if they do a fifteen a fifty yard bomb, it's a twenty five yard penalty. It does, you don't have to put it on the one. Okay. I'm not okay. I'm not saying that. I just want to know why we drew this arbitrary line that said there can be no penalties bigger than fifteen yards. Some of these helmet to helmets that we've seen, some of these targeting calls that we've seen are absolutely brutal. And the fact that all it is is a fifteen yard penalty and we move on with our day but they lost the best player on their team, why can't it be a 30-yard penalty? Why can't you say, we're going to make this hurt? If you continue to do it, we're going to make it hurt. I, okay, I can see where you're going with this. Because guys don't give a damn about fines. They just don't see, care. You're, so you you're talking about targeting and whatnot. Whip and hit them with a $3,000 fine. No one cares. You're talking well, – it, it, so make the fines bigger, for one. 
Uh, no, 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 no. Get the fines out of the game. You want to find somebody? Suspend them for a game. Now they get a game check. That's well, a lot of people. A, a lot of times they have been suspended for a game. Rob yeah, Gronkowski right. last you're year right. had one. But, but hang on, dirty hang on. plays. So you, so you headhunt my team. Do I give a damn that you lose your best player for the Bills next week? No, I don't care. No, I want it to hurt now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so, let's move on from I just, that. I, I never had a problem with the pass interference calls just because bad DBs should not be rewarded for bad play. And all this is going to do is make mediocre DBs look better. And I see McKinnon chimes in again. He said, uh, hell, Auburn did it to Alabama several times this year and could have easily been the difference in pass interference calls for the game. Uh, those receivers uh, outdid Auburn all day, but they picked and chose their battles to give up 15 instead of 60. Correct. And that's the thing. Like, your offense Correct. has to be more than just one play, right? Like, that's that's why I like the 15. Whoa, 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 but, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not okay, though. There are a lot of teams that will run the ball, 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 and most of their offenses get those safeties up front, and then, bam, over the top, one play, 60-yard touchdown. That's not that's not a bad offense. You shouldn't penalize No, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. But you're, but but, you're going to penalize those teams for that. I'm I'm fine, like I said, because you're giving them a first down, you're moving them 15 yards. I like that. Like now, I, I now the end I of games, the end of games is going to be a lot more boring too, because I once, know you're probably once right the clock that. goes down, now you can no longer get in the scoring position really quick. You just tackle the guy. If you have to kick the ball back to a great quarterback like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. Now, all you do is just tackle their guy, and all they can do is get 15 yards, 15 yards, 15 yards. And if there's only, you know, 90 seconds left, a minute and a half left, they don't have time to go down the field on you. Yeah, that's, that is an interesting aspect. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see which way they go with this because I, I see it from a defensive perspective. Um, but you're making points for the offense. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I get, I get we got to give the defensive something. They got to be more creative. They can't just say we're just gonna. All they're doing now is making mediocre DBs look real good. I like your I like your half the half the distance, right? So like yeah. if it's a forty yard bomb, make it twenty yards. Yeah, you know, well, like nothing know under fifteen. Drew an arbitrary line. Somebody came down and said we'll never have a penalty more than fifteen yards, and so I, I, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I say, I say fifteen yards is the minimum. Minimum. And then, because anything over 15 is still going to be 15, unless you get up to, like, 32 yards, and that'll be 16. Yeah. And then That's 35 right. yards will be whatever. So, right. And I, you can see where the guy was tackled at. He threw the flag. He, yeah. He was tackled on this yardage. Move it up a little further. I like it. I like it. There'll be a lot of replays, but it, that's all right in this case. I'm good with uh, that. They got to make the replay just go faster. That's all. That's easy. Yeah, it's, it, those things shouldn't take, shouldn't take too long. Uh, next up. UFC 222 featuring uh, Cyborg versus Kunitskaya. I'm hoping I say that right. I, I don't know how to say this girl's name. And uh, Frankie Edgar and uh, uh, Brian Ortega. It's going to be available on Amazon Prime starting this Saturday. Right? And it's $64.99 on Prime. Uh, along with that, Fox is reportedly upping their media rights deal with UFC. It's going to be $200 million a year as opposed to the $120 million a year, are these deals surprising to you at all? Like, Amazon's paying a, an unspecified amount, but I would imagine it's $150 million yeah. or something. Um, the, the dollar figures are, 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 
are kind of baffling to me. I, yeah. We talked about this before. USC, they don't have any stars. What are you buying? No. It's in the past year and a half, you haven't had a McGregor fight. So there's nothing that anybody really gets into, right? We, we've talked about the biggest of the, stars. Of the fights going now, I think their dollar amount is wrong in, in what the market would pay. Like you and I have talked about this. If this stuff was 30, 40 bucks, we'd buy it. But I'm yeah. not paying seventy or eighty. I'm just, I'm just. It's, the product's just not good. No, if it's if it's fifty bucks maybe, and there's a couple of decent fights on there that you want to see, yeah, then that's cool. But it, but it they, jumped up to sixty five. Down to thirty or forty dollars, I think they would double their pay per views. You might be right about that. Um, and they just give up a few dollars per, but you make a lot more. Do you think that they will get more pay per view buys now that they are available on Amazon? No, because I don't think it's the I don't think it's the cord cutters not having a, an ability to buy it. I think the price is not good enough for people to want it. Now, sixty five bucks is a lot for for fighters that I don't know. Yes, right. For dudes like I know you Frankie don't know, Edgar, tuning in hoping that you see a good fight. Right. I I know Edgar and I know Cyborg. I don't know who they're fighting. Yeah. Like so, while I might want to watch them, like I'll watch Conor McGregor fight anybody. Oh yeah. But other than that. I don't know that there's anybody that I'm super interested in. Like, nope. if if Bones Jones comes back, absolutely. Like, Daniel Cormier has got a fight, but I don't know. So, I, I know this weekend I'm interested in uh, in a boxing match because Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz are getting after it, and that has been a lot more entertaining than anything the UFC has put out in a long time. Yeah, I just, like I said, it all comes down to me on dollar amounts. What, what's the volume? You yeah. Know? If it was cheaper, I would get these fights where I don't know people, and then I would learn who they are because I'd watch them fight a couple of times. Yeah, and that's what the UFC tries to do, right? They do this with their UFC fight nights on Fox and, yep. and et cetera, et cetera. But it's but not enough. But we watched enough. a couple of those, and yeah. we, we enjoyed them. They were good. They didn't cost yeah, us good. anything. Like, I, I'd definitely watch Eric Anders fight again. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd watch some of the – what was the – the guy's name that we love so much. They had the big old mustache. Yeah, I forgot that dude's name. The not uh, uh, Leoto Machida is uh, is like a legend. Yeah. He's the yeah. one that fought Anders, but whatever this guy's name was, yeah. I'll have to go back and look it up. But he was he was entertaining, even though he lost. Uh, That's right. If you I'd can, watch, I'd watch those guys again. Yeah, if you can lose and still entertain me, I'm it. I'm and totally. We'd down. have never known about him had that been a pay per view, but it was a, a free Fox fight, and we watched it. And it was awesome. exactly, exactly. All right, let's move on to uh, the SEC Basketball Conference Tournament that's, uh, that's right around the corner. Every team has one conference game left. Uh, the standings are beginning to sort themselves out. Uh, here are the standings right now. Auburn is first, tied with Tennessee at 12-5. and five. Auburn won the head-to-head. So uh, they would have the number one seed if they both win this weekend. Uh, Auburn hosts South Carolina. We'll, we'll get into the games. Arkansas, Kentucky, and Florida are all tied at three. Uh, with 10 and 7 records, Kentucky and Florida play this weekend. So one of them will, uh, both of them beat Arkansas. So Arkansas's best shot is at, you know, a four seed. Yeah. Well, uh, three. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, Missouri are both at 9 and 8 right now. Uh, Texas A&M and Alabama are both 8 and 9. They play this weekend. Georgia and LSU are 7 and 10 each. Uh, so is South Carolina. Uh, Ole Miss is 5 and 12. Vanderbilt is 5 and 12. Uh, it is interesting. So Saturday, every single game has seed implication, right? Kentucky, Florida at 11 a.m., 
Mississippi State, LSU at 12 p.m., Alabama, Texas A&M at 1 p.m., South Carolina, Auburn at 2.30, Arkansas, Missouri, and Georgia at Tennessee at 5 p.m., and then Vandy and Ole Miss at 7.30. Every one of these games will determine a seed. I have never seen this happen. Have you ever seen something like this? No, the SEC has been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, the last couple of weeks starting to follow it a lot closer. And, and yeah, I mean, it's it's getting good. Yeah, it's it's getting it, – and I don't know if any of them are actually good or not. So I talked with Peter Burns about that on Monday. I don't know if anybody is actually good or if they're all just average teams. Like their, their RPIs are great, but that might have just been like a scheduling quirk, right? I- I, I, I've watched Auburn a couple of times. I like them. I think they're really good. And, and See, I but they're three. Good. They've lost three of their last four. Yeah, after they lost the big dude. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what to, what to make of any of this. I think the conference tournament is going to be insane. Yeah. So, And I, I'm worried a little bit that Kentucky has found uh, their mojo. Uh, but they got to take out of Florida. Time. Oh, yeah, it's just a matter of time. I mean, they lost that. They lost four straight in the middle. And who knows, right? Like, who knows what's going to happen now? Uh, but I like this. Arkansas seems to be playing really well. Florida's playing really well. Kentucky's playing well. Uh, Tennessee, like, after they got rocked at Alabama a couple of weeks ago, they've won every game since. Other than, Well, they lost to Georgia the week after. But, I mean, they have just been rolling. They beat, Look, Mississippi State had lost one game in Starkville all year. And Tennessee went in there the other night and won by 22. Yeah, smoked. Like, yeah, just smoked them. So there, there's a lot to get into on that. I'm, I'm curious uh, what's going to happen. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. I've got uh, a story up about what the tournament looks like right now, uh, what ESPN projects it to look like, uh, and then I've got a listing of all the games from this weekend. Uh, let's move on to some SEC slash college sports news and whatnot. Ton of stuff going on. Ton of stuff, and we'll just hit on each one, like each little blip as we go. Texas A&M System Chancellor John Sharp gave Jimbo Fisher a national championship plaque with a blank year for a title that he has not even won yet. Do you think that Texas A&M knows how this stuff is going to play out in the media, or do they just not care? I don't know, man. I, I can't. Like, why are you still selling the guy? He's here. You've paid yeah. him more money than any coach has ever been paid in the history of this game, and he's he's already yours. Well, you, you don't have to keep wooing him. You don't have to keep you know no. sucking up to him. It's uh, my buddy Brad Blackwood hit me up today and and sent me the video of it, and he said, uh, "You know, Jimbo's got to be going. What in the world have I gotten myself into?" And he brought up an interesting topic because you know that whole that seventy five million dollar deal is fully guaranteed. Yeah, he said, "If I were Jimbo, I'd go in and just tank the next two seasons and get fired and not ever have to work again." No, but yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. What is Jimbo? He's like fifty-something years old. I know, I know. It's it's not how they. The reason they're great at what they do is because they're competitors. Yeah, that would tarnish his legacy. That matters more to him than the money does right now. Yeah, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. Um, Sirius XM Radio is starting a new SEC radio channel. Our buddy Peter Burns and LSU great Marcus Spears are doing the 7 10 a.m. Eastern Time show. Uh, radio is is really turning into a niche market rather than just national college sports, uh, which they've already got. Now they're going even deeper into like conferences, right? 
So the yeah. first one will be the SEC radio network. Uh, it kind of proves that the SEC network was a good idea for ESPN, right? Yeah, it was, it was a good bet. Do you foresee like a, a Big Ten channel or a, or a Pac-12 channel, anything like that for radio? Oh, yeah, from from Sirius? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. I think they're all going to end up having them. Um, I mean, I told you back in the day when TuneIn went, went with Auburn, yeah. I think every individual school is going to eventually have stuff like that. Well, see, now Alabama's got the Crimson Tide Sports Network. I think Florida has theirs and whatnot. But you'll end up with all of them, and that's yeah. just TuneIn, right? So it's a lot easier for Internet radio as opposed yeah. to trying to find live programming. No, but serious. See, oh, yeah, but, the, pack, but the, the Power Five conferences all have fan bases big enough to, to you know, satisfy all the viewers across the country or all the listeners across the country from Sirius. So. Uh, the next thing that I want to hit on is Missouri. Uh, Missouri announced that their athletic uh, department is now operating in the red. Um, we talked about this before. We talked about the, uh, the, the protest at Missouri. Uh, they didn't want to go out and spend a bunch of money and whatnot. Their spending has gone up almost – like a hundred percent since they joined the SEC, and what they're getting back as far as the SEC network and and all of their media deals and whatnot, it's a lot, but it's not what they're actually spending. Uh, that along with their football program um, is is in the tank right now, right? Like it, they played better last year; they made it to a bowl yeah. game, but uh, their season tickets are down. Uh, their basketball program has been awful for the last few years, but they just popped up, and, and they look pretty good this year with Quanzo Martin. They just hired a new coach. Is there any way for Missouri to adjust, right? So Texas A&M adjusted fine because they're used to spending that kind of money. Yeah, Missouri. Kind of budget. Yeah, in Missouri, like the when they were in the Big 12, their athletic department budget was like 60-something million dollars. It is now well over a hundred. Did did those numbers surprise you at all? Yeah, I, I'm going to bet that there's a lot of waste. I'm going to bet this is not all just trying to go to make athletics better. Okay, I'm, I'm going to bet if you were to really comb through their numbers, you've got people skimming off the top that that are taking a lot of money. Because forget about season tickets, forget about any of that. The TV money they are getting from the SEC network should be enough to keep them afloat. The, yeah. Their share of the bowl. Oh, Chris, I think I lost you, buddy. Yeah. To, uh, to there we keep go. Okay. And then you're talking about the same thing for, for you know, uh, the basketball tournament and the way that goes. The SEC is, well, I don't know how every other conference does it, but we split the money 14 ways. Yeah. We just do. And so you don't have to be great. Look at Vanderbilt. You know, it'd be great to print money in this conference. So somehow, some way, they are misappropriating the way they're spending their money badly. Well, they, they claim that they are having to spend that much in order to stay competitive in this league. But but they're, but I assure you, they, their, their coaches are cheaper than everybody else's coaches. Yeah, right now, for sure. Their facilities are not as nice or as, as great as everybody else's facilities. So where are you spending the extra $40 million? You got me. That, that's the question. Things that are not going towards the product, which tells me somebody or large sums of somebody got the hand in the cookie jar. And if everybody takes a little bit, 
a lot disappears. I do want to see what Gary Pinkle was making when he was the coach compared to what Barry Odom is making because oh, I, I don't think there's Pinkle much of a difference. He was making five? No, 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 no. He wasn't making close to that. So yeah. I want to say he was making about what Barry Odom is making. Okay, do you think, and then I think the assistants are making as much as Barry Odom was making when he was an assistant? Doubtful. I, I doubt it. I don't either. But I, I do wonder if, it, you know, they're trying to upgrade facilities, like, to catch up. I wonder if all of well, this now, stuff now, is coming in at the same time. Well, now, if they're doing construction, then your budget's always going to go up. But once the yeah. construction's completed, it'll all level out. You should, based on budget, now we're getting into boring talk, but you've amortized that money out. So, like, if I spend $100 million today to update facilities, that $100 million doesn't hit this year's budget. Like, that $100 million is amortized across 20 years. Yeah. Okay, that makes so, sense. So only $5 million would hit this year's budget if, if that's how you were doing that. That's not, that's not how it works. So, well, the biggest, the biggest issue is that donations are way down. Oh, they, uh, they season ticket, yeah, season tickets are way down. They should be. Uh, Your product, it, yeah, the product is bad. Yeah. And, and Vanderbilt has found a way to make this work, but they, they are not staying competitive, right? Vanderbilt just likes to be a part of this league. That's right. And so I'm wondering if Missouri goes the Vanderbilt route or if they really try and and continue compete because when they came in they had a good product they had good players you know what was it the second uh, third and fourth years they were here they made it to or no I think it was yeah 2012 was the first year and then 2013 2014 they made it to the SEC championship game yep. and they got blown out but the, they yeah still they there. still beat the East. Which wasn't great, but it didn't matter. Here, here's, but that's that's where my problem is. You you don't you can't piss away that much money without us seeing where it went. Like you would yeah. see they're doing facility updates. You would see that they're doing some of the other things that the other schools are doing. It ain't the donations, man. I promise you. And it's not the no, season you, tickets. The amount you might of be money right. they make off of the SEC network, their share of it, and the bowls hundreds of millions of dollars. You can't piss that away. You just can't. Somebody's taking it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking to see if they have announced anything at this Sean Miller press. It doesn't look like they have because that's been going on for a few minutes now. Yeah. Um, so nothing nothing there yet. Uh, let's move on to uh, Sean Miller. Um, it was reported last night that uh, – he and the school may be looking to file a lawsuit against ESPN. Do you ever remember there being a lawsuit filed against ESPN for a false report? No. Um, I know that the Patriots considered doing it. Now, what what did they consider doing it for? Um, the Deflategate stuff, and then this yeah. past uh, year with the uh, um, there's a rift and everybody's hating each other thing. Okay. Okay, that, that makes sense. I, I, talks talks came up on. I mean, Kraft's not going to ever do it, but he just wants to let them know. You know, we're not happy. Yeah, that makes sense. We see um, you making stuff up. Yeah, it, and that's what it kind of feels like. Like Mark Slayball is a great reporter. Right? Now let me ask you a question though. Wait a minute. What did okay. the SI report that broke it? Why would they sue ESPN? Uh, no, no, no. The SI report had nothing to do with Sean Miller, and it wasn't SI. It was Yahoo Sports. Um, okay, yeah, it was Yahoo. That's right. But but ESPN had the report of 
Sean Miller is on a wiretap offering a hundred thousand okay. dollars for okay. DeAndre. I thought that was all a part of the Yahoo report. No, no, no. This was completely separate. The Yahoo thing had nothing to do with Sean Miller or Arizona. Like DeAndre Ayton's name wasn't even in that. What makes Look, it I, interesting? I know ESPN's been catching a lot of crap lately, but th- no way they could just make this many stories up every season, just trying to get clicks. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's possible if they're that desperate, but it's it's possible. That's dangerous, man. That is super dangerous. Uh, here's here's the first thing from it. Sean Miller is wearing an Arizona polo shirt. Uh, he's at the podium. He says, "I have done nothing wrong." Uh, his statement says, while I've done nothing wrong, I am responsible for the men's basketball program and am sickened that we are in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. So he's coming out and refuting everything about this. Yeah. Um, but they have not announced uh, whether or not he's going to be put on administrative leave or anything. So so we'll see what happens with that. I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, where they go from here. Um, the next thing up, uh, the last little bit, is uh, the Mountain West uh, confirms that they have talked expansion and they have talked expansion with Gonzaga. So this would be basketball only. Gonzaga would move from the West Coast Conference to the Mountain West Conference. Do you think this is a good thing for Gonzaga? Uh, probably. I think in, they've got the, better rights deals and whatnot with, yeah, uh, with Mountain West. Yeah, in uh, the Mountain West? Are they still uh, in the BYU is, is in the – well, they're in the Mountain West in basketball. Basketball. Okay. So, or sorry, not ba- – I'm sorry, football. Uh, no, no, no. BYU is an independent. BYU is in the same conference with Gonzaga right now. So the Mountain West, uh, let me go and pull this up. Um, let's see. So I was trying to think if they could get some better competition, then maybe it helped their RPI. They get better seeding in the tournament year in and year out. I don't know. The Mountain West has Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, Fresno, Hawaii, Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State. San Jose State, UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. I don't know that this really changes. Yeah, I don't know that it changes much. Um, I think they might have some teams that have better RPIs. But But, in the uh, West Coast Conference, they've got St. Mary's and BYU. Yeah, I was about to say, it can't help too much. I don't know that. The only reason I see them do this is, is money, right? Like Wichita State, it helped them as far as giving them a tougher schedule. Yes. As far as this one goes, I don't know that this toughens the schedule at all. No. That's really strange. But how would it be more money, too? Because unless they get a share of the football money, which they shouldn't, then surely the Mountain West Basketball Conference isn't getting more money than... You wouldn't think so? No. But I don't... I mean... I would think St. Mary's and BYU would bring in enough money with Gonzaga to be able to carry any basketball conference. When the West Coast Conference is carried on ESPN. Yeah. Mountain West is carried on CBS Sports Network. So, and I think that ESPN or Fox, one or the other might have some games. Yeah. But the the majority of the deal is ESPN for West Coast and Mountain West is CBS Sports. I don't know. So, that's pretty strange. Yeah, that's a that's a strange one to me too. Um, let's talk about the uh, the Upstart American Flag Football League. The AFFL, which a lot of people would tell you this is the direction the football is going anyway, right? So the league uh, begins next month. It's, well, next month, I, I believe it starts at the end of March. Um, they'll have 11 games broadcast by the NFL Network between June 29th and July 19th. Uh, 
It is a single elimination tournament with 128 teams of amateurs. Um, in the summer, the top amateur teams that have advanced will match up against four teams of former professional athletes. Now listen to these names, all right? You've got Michael Vick, Chad Johnson, Nate Robinson, and Carlos Boozer. Additional players will be announced at a later date. The final of the top pro team versus the top amateur team will take place July 19th. The winning team will take home $1 million. It is a seven-on-seven field on a regulation-sized 100-yard field. The league is taking applications for amateur teams through March 8th. What do you think about this? This is insane. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know. I'm really shocked that it's on the uh, the NFL Network. When you said it had a TV deal, I was thinking some I, like pure, you know. I, I think they're looking for content. The Ojo. Like you you got to have some kind of content. I love that nice nice dodgeball reference there. <laughs> uh, ESPN the Ocho. Um, I, I think that all of these TVs, there's so many stations now, they're all looking for content, right? Yeah, but the fact that it's going to be played in the summertime is like right when um, the NFL Network would be covering like camps and, you know, preseason games and things like that. Maybe not preseason games, but the run up to preseason. Let's see. And all that stuff. Here's an update on our Sean Miller stuff. Uh, Gary Paris tweets, Sean Miller is going to continue coaching Arizona's men's basketball team despite ESPN reporting that he's been caught on a wiretap discussing a pay-for-play scheme with Christian Dawkins about DeAndre Ayton. Miller said the report is false and that no such conversation ever happened. Now, there's nothing about a lawsuit or anything like that, but it would not surprise me to see something like that happen because they have Arizona's already lost two five-star commitments for next year's class because of this. So let me ask you a question. Okay. I, I don't know a lot about how this would work. If, if it went to a lawsuit and you sued ESPN for obscene amounts of money because of it. Okay. The only way for ESPN to win that lawsuit would be to expose their source and show in, in the courtroom where they got the information from, right? Right. How I, I have it. a feeling that they would settle outside of court. There you go. So why would you just I, – I would just sue them just for the hell of it because it's a free money grab. You know they can't give up their source. They, they can't, can't give up it. the source and uh, – But they the, can't win the lawsuit without giving up their source. Well, it, so they it, have even, to just pay the money. Regardless of the source, I think the source got the information wrong, right? Like, I'm imagining this is probably something about Kristen Dawkins giving Sean Miller $100,000, not the other way around. Because Dawkins never had anything to do with DeAndre Ayton. I think, yeah. that, I think that Kristen Dawkins wanted Ayton on their, like, with their agency. So I think that he was offering to pay Sean Miller $100,000, like, to try yeah, and steer maybe. him that direction. I don't but, know, but, but what I'm telling you is, is now a whole different spin. Yeah. Why don't, if you have a problem with a report that somebody like ESPN wrote, why don't you just sue them? Because How much they, do you think Mark Slayball makes? You figure he makes a hundred grand a year. Oh, I don't know, but you don't sue Slayball. Well, well no, 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 you, you sue, you sue you ESPN. ESPN. 
But yeah. is Slayball like is Slayball like it's his job in danger because of this report? Uh, if you believe that it was false or it was wrongly reported, then yeah, probably is. See, I, I wonder. It's a hell of a thing to do. But I'm telling you, if you really want to stick it to ESPN, you just sue them anyway because you're go- they're going to have to pay you because yeah. they can't give up their source. Agreed. Agreed. It, this is uh, this is incredibly interesting. Interesting so, development. I'm not this sure. Is, this is a free check. Yeah, that's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. All right. They have, uh, they have to. It, we we brought up Nate Robinson here. Uh, <sighs> did you see what happened with him yesterday? No, sir. All right. So Nate Robinson stated on his podcast yesterday, uh, and I'll read the quote: "For my three years at Washington, I had a booster offer me a hundred thousand dollars per year." to come back and play football because they needed Nate Robinson back on the football field since we weren't winning it or we weren't winning any games. It wasn't exciting. Remember Nate Robinson played cornerback his first year, his freshman year, and he played basketball and then he stopped playing football and just focused on basketball. He said he never took the money, he never wanted to go back and play and all that. One, do you believe Nate Robinson? And two, it, is it at all surprising that a Washington booster was going to pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars? I don't know. I kind of. At, my first thought is absolutely believe the guy and think this this absolutely happens. Now, now I'm starting to have different different conversations and different thought. Um, I listen to Mike Wilbon a lot. Mike Wilbon is a booster and alumni trustee for uh, Northwestern. Okay, and. He this this was brought up on the PTI show yesterday. Not this, but the idea of boosters paying players this kind of money. And he said, "I Northwestern is a rich school." And he said, "And I've got a lot of rich friends, and not a <laughs> single one of them would pay a hundred thousand dollars out of their pocket for any kid playing any sport at all." Now, he said maybe they pass the plate, maybe they get $100,000, but he said, I know some super wealthy alums that are trustees with me, and none of us are stroking $100,000 checks or coming up with $100,000 payments for any of these kids. He said maybe that's why Northwestern's never never won anything, but he said, you know, it just doesn't happen in their eyes. That's made me kind of reconsider what I think. And then also we're thinking about this being Washington. Do I think that stuff happens down here in the South where we don't have a lot of pro teams and college football and college basketball is God? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't shock me at all. When I can see it happening at USC, I can see it yeah. happening at, you know, Michigan, even Notre Dame, even, yeah. you know, Ohio State, all these kind of places, right, where, like, that is the biggest thing going. And make a big enough difference playing DV on a football team for Washington to to worthy be worthy of a hundred thousand dollars a year. So as a freshman, he had two interceptions and he returned six kicks for an average of seventeen yards. Nope. Per kick. <laughs> nope. I I don't so, see a hundred thousand dollars there. So I think Nate Washington is just lying. Yeah, Nate Nate Robinson uh, Robinson and I I'm wondering if maybe he just wanted his name back in the news. Correct. Because he's doing this, he American, this, uh, this football flag football. Yeah. To talk about it. Exactly. 
Yeah. So that I think that helps, along with the fact that you know he's got a podcast like everybody else does now. Um, so I'm sure that 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 probably helped out, right? <laughs> Make stuff up. Exactly. All right. Now this was uh, to close out. This was the 200th episode of Winning Cures Everything. Before we get out of here, are there any episodes that really stick out in your mind that people need to go back and listen to, like it, things that you have really enjoyed with this site? Oh, I man, I've enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, you know, I hate. It's been a year that. and a half. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. We've done it's, some cool it, stuff, and we've seen, we've talked to some cool people. That's been yes, neat. we have. Uh, put me on the spot. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name any off the top of my head. I Look, the the Tim Brando, Chris Felica. Well, yeah, we've done that a lot. So that that one was fantastic. Uh, those are probably the two most famous that we've had on. We got Dan Walken was great. At the same time. Yeah, Dan Walken was great. We've had Bruce Lloyd, the attorney for Barney Farrar, on several times, and he's yeah. he's helped us through uh, some, uh, you know, trying to figure out some legal stuff within sports. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the website took off last year. Uh, it, every everything has kind of we're steadily moving forward, right? We are we're getting bigger. Uh, this is two hundred. I expect us to do thousands more. We're we're only doing two a week. Uh, in the off season, we'll do four a week in the uh, in the football season because that's what we focus on is football. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been uh, it's been a fun year and a half. It's been a fun two hundred episodes. Uh, we've had forty two guests on, and several of those were on like the same podcast. So I'd be willing to bet we've done one hundred and seventy five shows where it is just you and I talking sports. And the fact that at one sports is easy. Right, because we've always got something to talk about. The news is steadily going, um, but also the fact that we we never run out of things to discuss. Right, like we we always come up with something in here. Uh, we don't always write articles and everything, but that's because the podcast we can hit it all in one fell swoop. We probably hit on ten stories today. Yeah, you know, which makes it much more fun than if I was trying to sit and write each one of these. So. So, yeah, um, don't forget, you guys know the drill. Before we get out of here, go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, hit that review button. Give us a five-star review. Help us out. McKinnon says, congrats on 200, gents. Damn proud of you, fellas. McKinnon, we appreciate that. Uh, welcome to the team because you, you need to be back writing some articles here pretty soon. So... <laughs> We, uh, we got a long way to go, but we are rocking and rolling. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you're watching on Periscope, YouTube, whatever we end up on, hit that share button, share us out, uh, tell all your buddies about us. Chris, we're going to do this again on Monday night. Yes, sir. See you Monday. Absolutely. We'll see you guys soon. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 
888-789-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.